Fueled by Trial, the podcast where real people share their inspiring stories of choosing faith over fear on their Christian life journey. I'm your host, Zion Heaven, alongside Emily Dykema, Julie Mangum, and Christian Vorst. We're going to embark together on a transformative exploration of faith, courage, and the power of God's love. Each episode, we invite guests from all walks of life, united by one common thread, their unwavering trust in God throughout life's most challenging trials. We believe that through their testimonies, you'll find strength, hope, and a renewed sense of purpose. Join us as we dive deep into personal accounts of overcoming adversity, battling doubts, and discovering the extraordinary miracles that can emerge from even the darkest valleys. Fueled by Trial is not just a podcast. It's a testament to the work of the Holy Spirit in lives of believers. Our guests will inspire you to live fearlessly, rooted in the unshakable foundation of God's grace. So grab your headphones and get ready to embark on a transformative journey filled with wisdom, inspiration, and a renewed passion for living a faithful life. All right, welcome back, everybody. Um, we have a full table today. <laughs> All right, Julia, Sorry. we're sharing a mic. So Chris Breaking and I, his neck over there. Yeah. Chris and I are sharing a mic today. Say yes, hi. sir. Hello. <laughs> um, but... We have the whole gang here. We have Julia, we have M with us, and we have a very special guest today. Uh, we have Arnold, Arnie. originally from Kenya. Correct? That's right. Um, been blessed to meet him at Liberty, and honestly, just um, excited to let him tell his story. But, you know, we'll let you kind of just take the reins and however you want to lead it. There's some, there's like, sorry, I'm interrupting. Radio, <laughs> just kidding. South Africa was, is part of the roots, isn't it? I'm just making sure. I just want you guys to know that every time Chris John's allowed to bring up South Africa, he will. Just so you know. <laughs> um, as Zion said, I'm Arnold. Um, I'm from Kenya, Nairobi. And um, I go to Liberty. I'm a senior right now. And I play soccer as well. Um, I was pretty bummed when they texted me about coming um, to be part of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I was really excited about it. And um, I think before I came to Liberty, um, I was so afraid of sharing my story to people because I felt like I didn't want to be part. I didn't want to be the one to be um, different than any others, you know? Um, so I was always afraid to share my story with people, you know, because my background was unique compared to a lot of people, which was, which I'm grateful for, you know, because I learned a lot. Um, but um, to start, so I lost my parents when I was three years old four say i don't remember very well um that was one of the toughest time of my life because i didn't have the people <clears throat> who i care about to be there for me you know um so i was taken to an orphanage when i was young and the life there wasn't great you know things wasn't uh things were not run very well there's a lot of corruption um people are donating to the to the orphanage and a lot of people are taking the money and using them for their own good, you know, something like embezzlement, something like that. Um, and then, so I joined um, a soccer team. Uh, it's called Karibangi Youth um, Sports Academy. And um, they were a Christian, a Christian team. And for me, I was not a Christian. I was from a different denomination, uh, religion, sorry. And, um, so I used to train with them every day, and um, after practice, they used to pray, and I was like, what the heck is going on, you know? I had no idea what they were doing. 
And then, so time and time it went by. And then one time our coach came after practice, was like, we're going to have visitors. Um, we're going to have these people coming from England. They're going to bring shoes and soccer balls and clothes and everything, you know. And I remember back then we barely had even shoes to wear. We didn't have any shirts. We didn't have any balls, you know. Um, so that was something exciting, you know, telling an African kid at that time, like, oh, you're going to get cleats and everything. That was something monumental to them, you know. Um, yep, so the visitors came, and for you to be able to get the cleats and the soccer balls, you had to go to church. So I was not a Christian, so I was like, well, I don't care what they do, so I'll just go to church and then get what I need, you know. I need the cleats so bad, you know. So I did go to church, and the pastor was preaching. Like I said, I was confused what was going on. He was preaching, and um, I remember he was talking, and he invited everybody to come forward. And he said, I remember this vividly, he said, if you want to give your life to Christ, um, say these words and stuff, you know. And I saw, I looked around. Um, he told everybody to close their eyes, but I looked around. Every, <laughs> everybody was like closing their eyes and kneeling down and praying, you know. I was the only one who was you not know, closing my eyes. I was like, I don't know what's going on. I was confused, you know. Um, so I waited. They were done. I got my cleats. I went home, you know. And after that day, I went home. I started, I started dreaming about like this white guy going up the stairs i had no idea what that meant you know at that at that time i was young you know um so i had dreams i had dreams about like christianity and stuff like that you know so i didn't know th what that meant you know um and then after a few months let's say four months uh coach told us the same thing we have vis visitors from us who are coming they're gonna like give us cleats and everything you know I did the same drill. <laughs> yep, you have to come to church. So I, I did. Uh, I did went to church, and um, the pastor was preaching. He said the same thing: if you wanna give your life to Christ, like say these words. And I remember that day, I had a different feeling. Um, I don't know. I can't explain to anybody what I felt. You know, um, he said the same thing, and um, I went home. Um, I started thinking about what I was thinking about you know that was the first time i ever thought about god and stuff like that you know and uh that's when um i felt like i was broken i felt like i needed something different you know and like i, I had no idea i didn't know anything you know but i thought what they were doing to school you know and um i saw something about brokenness that uh, on the internet that says brokenness is the place to which we come when we realize that all we are all that we'll have and all that we do in ourselves is um is miserably insufficient uh, when god crushes us under the weight of our sins you know so at that time i felt like i was broken i needed something someone to be there for me you know um, to make me feel like valued and to give me a, a purpose about life you know and um, that was the first time I gave my life to Christ. And that was the best thing I've ever done in my life. Um, and um, I started asking my coach questions. Um, okay, what's the Christian thing? You know, like, what do we do next? You know, and he started guiding me in everything we did, you know, like go to church, pray, read Bible and stuff like that. And um, I started doing like sports ministry organizations, like going to different countries in Africa 
and reaching people through sports, you know. And um, some something interesting is that when I gave my life to Christ, I started getting a lot of opportunities. You know, I was young. I started playing for the national team when I was young, you know, and a lot of people didn't have that opportunity, you know. So I could see, like, God working for sure, you know. And um, I was supposed to be sad uh, those days, but I wasn't, you know, because of what God did in my life, you know. I didn't have any family, but God, like, give me this presence and warmth and i felt like wow i have someone who cares for me you know um like going to places i thought i would never go you know like god opened doors and stuff like that um yeah well thank you for sharing first off that's a extremely powerful testimony um i think one of the questions i have is just i think a lot of americans we take for granted um, a lot of, well, a lot of Western society takes for granted kind of church and a lot of those, you know, Christian aspects we consider of life and just how easy it is. Um, but I guess the kind of the question I have is, you know, being able to first be like being saved and then also being able to be a part of all those ministries. How was the impact or how did you see people respond to it um, when, you know, they do have considerably less than what we would consider in the states um one thing i'll say um about africa like everybody believes in something you know there's a lot of poverty there's a lot of things going on and people always cling to something to keep to give them a purpose you know uh it might not be the right religion might be different religion but they try to believe in something you know um so i'll say like that kind of opened doors for like us like uh, evangelizing to people because people wanted to like hear something that will give them a purpose you know and also like because like, we were using sock as a platform to uh evangelize the word to people that kind of created a good atmosphere to like share the word because if you give a kid like a jersey a shorts yeah. um soccer ball everybody's gonna come you know and then after that you share the word to them you know it changes everything and also like just part of my story like i came from this suburb you know and i didn't have anything and then being able to like get opportunities to play for the national team like the u17 u20 and like kids seeing that they're like asking me questions like hey like how did you do this you know and i always point them back to god you know it's not it's not about me i didn't do anything i don't even know what's happening you know but god like open doors you know so telling them that um kind of like help them to fill up and pursue God more so he can open doors for them, you know? So. Um, I have a question. What religion was the primary religion in Kenya that you grew up around? Um, I would say it was Muslim. And um, so my dad was a Muslim and then my mom was in a different denomination of Christianity. Um, I can't remember the name, but it was all over, so yeah and then how was that like different like when you met people who were christians like what was the obvious difference between what you were used to when you were raised in and then christianity for you i mean um i think everybody knows this but like in islam like it's all about the deeds you know um we had to pray three times a day we had to fast and stuff like that you know but something cool about christianity was all about like 
it's not about what you do, you know, it's about what he has done, you know, it's just um, sacrificing, surrendering your life to him and for you to be saved, you know, there's nothing we can do to save ourselves, you know, so that was something that was pretty, pretty cool about Christianity that kind of um, made me want to do that, you know, so. Yeah. I have a question. <laughs> um did you have any other friends growing up with uh, kind of in, in Kenya or, or uh, just before you came to the States, which I'm actually not sure when that was, so you can share that too, but yeah. did you have anyone growing up with that kind of was a Christian that you could walk with in that? Um, uh, do you mean like a, a friend who is a Christian right now? Or Yeah, like growing up, was there any other Christians around you playing soccer with you? um in in kenya or i can't remember when you were in south africa but <laughs> yeah um i mean like i said like the team i was playing for the academy um all the kids um were christian you know um i mean we had a relationship but we never talked about the christianity aspect of it you know everybody was like not afraid but everybody just wanted to there was a lot of things people were thinking about you know like about like i said poverty for thinking about other things so they never had time to actually think about that you know what i'm saying but um but i grew up with people who are christian but um for me like when i converted i feel like i had this um anger to like i want to learn more you know that kind of like helped me and pursue god more um i won't say like more than them but i don't know their walk with god you know um but for me like the anger that I had because I wasn't a Christian, you know, that kind of um, motivated me and to keep pursuing God, you know. So, and also, like, I grew up with a lot of kids who didn't have parents like me, you know, but um, they involved in, like, um, table activities in the society. A lot of them, like, died, you know, um, which is sad, you know. Um, I wish, like, they will have the same path as me, like knowing Christ and everything like that, you know. Um, I wish I would change that now, but I can't. But, I mean, I, I still have an opportunity to, like, share the gospel, to help people as well, you know. Um, but I lost a lot of friends to drugs and stuff because they didn't know Jesus and stuff like that. So that was something that it's sad, and I always want to keep evangelizing the world as much as I can. So. Well. I mean, that's just an amazing story. Like that's, that's so encouraging to even hear. Um, I think what question that I have for you is obviously you had this moment, you know, the second time they came around where something was different for you, something spiritual. Um, was there any time after that where you still wrestled with the Lord? Because I mean, I think we all have a moment that we can point to where like we really, really, you know, knew the Lord, but then like life is just a journey with him. And sometimes we wrestle and it's hard. So I don't know if you have any experiences you can share after that. Um, I mean, for sure, I struggled um, in keep in believing. You know, um, it's not like everything just turned to like beauty at once. You know, um, I mean, one thing I'll say, like having people um, who hold you accountable and motivate you. You know, that's kind of something that kind of made me keep on clinging on the word of God. You know, my coach was there for me every time. You know. Like the times he saw me like falling short, you know, he was always reminding me like, this is worth it, you know. So having people um, there for you, always like trying to help you um, 
pursue that it's uh, something that is awesome you know i had someone who helped me do that but i mean it's never easy you know every day we struggle with that like i always want to have this this life you know i always want to have the best things in life but it's not it's not gonna happen like that you know um i always pray to god every day like hey like just give me um the part keep trusting in you you know sometimes we might be praying about god like show me the show me um the pathway you want me to take uh you want to take me you know which is not wrong but like for me I, f- I feel like praying for just like consistent trust in god is something that i value much you know yeah. so i don't want to lose that so yeah yeah i think actually in the car right over here we talked a bit about you know just the battle of trusting and we don't need to know the outcome and sure. we were never promised to know what was going to happen next. Um, I actually just read recently how we are, you know, God provides us all the information we need and we need to trust that we don't need to know the rest. Sure. Um, but I guess, you know, coming to the U S so what did that look like for you? Right. And I guess, you know, God was definitely a part of it, but what do you think the biggest lesson you've been taught um while you've been here so far um and the biggest lesson you think other people should learn from your story in a sense um i mean um i remember we had just a senior day the other day and they asked me like what's um what's what's the legacy you leave um at the team you know uh i was thinking about it i was like oh should i say something about soccer or what but i pray to god like i was like god what what have you like um made me like do here liberty my time here you know and like for me it's just like like i, I told my teammates like I, f- I hope like every day they see me um in the locker room or anywhere like they see like what god has done you know for someone like me like coming from nowhere to like somewhere here you know i'm still keep going but you know what i'm saying but um yeah i was telling them like I hope every day they see me they keep trusting in God because of what he has done to me he can also do to them you know um and like I remember like being back in Africa I was like wow life in United States is awesome more than Africa you know it is there's so much technology and everything which is awesome but we're still on the same race you know still on the same race of pursuing God and um and other things you know um so yeah Um, so I guess last thing we'll just ask from you, right? We ask this of all our guests, but like a power statement. So really it could be anything, right? So what is God teaching you now? What has he taught you? Or like, what is the biggest impact you think he's had on your life? Um, um, if you don't mind, I'll answer that question. The last one after, um, I shared a a little bit of, um, the gospel, you know? Um, so I believe that God created adam and eve you know and um he gave them um a commandment you know uh he told them if they will uh if they keep it they will leave if they don't they'll die you know and um they broke it you know but god being rich in mercy like our ephesians 2 45 says god bringing rich in mercy uh but god who is rich in mercy because of his love with which he loved us even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with christ you know um we couldn't save ourselves but 
um, he sent his only son, Jesus, to come and die for us. You know, I think that's the greatest um, message anybody would want to hear. You know, keep pursuing Jesus and keep um, keep wanting him more, you know. Um, back to a question, um, what's something that I've learned in this time? I think it's just perseverance and and trust, you know. I feel like even being here in the States, it hasn't been easy, you know. Um, I'm international students. I'm in F1 visa right now, and my time here has come to an end, you know. And I can be stressing right now, could be stressing right now, like, oh, God, like, what's next, you know. But um, I just want to look back of what he has done, you know, and know that he's always working, even if I don't see it, you know. So that's one of the things that I've learned right now. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Really, again, um, appreciate it so much. I think for anyone listening, I think the biggest takeaway, I'll speak for myself and then or not the group wants to say anything, but really, you know, it is the aspect of trusting God, but also realizing that he will meet us wherever we are. Um, and we just have to act, constantly actively pursue him. But that doesn't mean like once we're saved that everything is um, all rosy, right? I think, you know, sometimes I've mentioned earlier, but sometimes in the States where we can get blinded by kind of the chase of things and it can become a distraction to life. Um, but, you know, it's kind of realizing that, you know, there are, yeah, there are places in the world where that's um, not a thing and we need to not take that stuff for granted. But yeah. um, One last thing. Um, I'll go for the it. Body, <laughs> that was the... <laughs> one last thing that i um i remember like the second day the second time um the visitors came that's when i felt something different you know and that's when i gave my life to christ and i saw this um this comment on um on youtube about by vody bokman that says my greatest need was met not when somebody delivered me from some kind of human oppression but when somebody shared the gospel of jesus christ and delivered me from the oppression of sin so i think that's something that always stuck with me since that day so i i think that's something um i'll never forget you know something that saved me from a lot of things that i didn't i didn't know so uh, amen. Christian, yeah. love that. Huh? Yeah, I'm a big buddy welcome fan. I think, I mean, I in South Africa, I know there's a lot of, you know, focusing on getting evil spirits out and doing witchcraft and stuff like that. Um, and I'm not saying there isn't spiritual warfare, but people tend to give that the excuse instead of, no, it's my sin, it's my flesh that I need to sure. repent of. And um, I love that. Big buddy welcome fan. Where did you, where did you read that the first time like how did you i guess yeah how, how did you find him i guess <laughs> um just when i was in states like 2019 i still don't know where i thought you told me before you've been to south africa or you uh -huh. grew up oh yeah yeah i was born there Oh, you were born there. I, I, okay. specifically so told, sure. I specifically told him not to mention it. Cause, yeah. um, Christian's a little proud right now because his Springboks won the Rugby World Cup. Surprised he didn't mention that on this. But, That's right. I wanted to. 
yeah all right but Watch thank <laughs> thank you again arnold that was great sure. um and thank you everybody for listening uh tune back next week Thank you for tuning in to Fueled by Trial, where faith triumphs over fear one story at a time. Remember to follow us on your favorite podcast platform to never miss an episode of this life-changing journey. And as always, keep the faith burning bright, for together we are Fueled by Trial.